Sooners of Oklahoma, 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another preview edition of the Barry and Mac Show. As always, myself, Barry, sports performance coach, personal trainer out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And today, not only do we have 2000 national champion Damian Mackey, but joining us for the preview, 2000 national champ Jim Thorpe, award winner, Bronco Nagurski, award winner, college football Hall of Fame member, and one of the best safeties to ever do it, Mr. Roy Williams. How are you guys doing today? Let's get it. Doing good. Doing good. Hey, 2022 has been such a blessing for me. I'm just going to be honest because I did get into the um, College Football Hall of Fame and then I found out I'm going to the California High School Hall of Fame. Like, wow. Mine blown sorry but go ahead like it's been a year and i'm very thankful and blessed for it for damn sure well this is an honor we're previewing the ou baylor game uh which roy is going to be a part of for those who you're going to be at the game uh they're going to be honoring uh roy is it at halftime or or before it'll be before halftime it'll be right after the uh, first quarter Perfect. Perfect. So for those of you who are there, hopefully they show a little bit for the fans at home. The game will be on ESPN plus trash. Uh, so, so what do, what are we thinking about this? The Sooners, they got a two game win streak. They're, they're coming into this thing with a little bit of momentum. Players probably feeling a little, little bit better about themselves. The offense and the defense have sort of uh, traded weeks, if you will. What are we thinking DMAC? I told you. They need to get this dub before I'm getting back on the bandwagon. Um, <clears throat> I said it last week that I, if I had to, do you remember I said if we were playing Baylor last week, who would I pick? Who did I say I'd pick if we were playing Baylor last week? Baylor. Yes. Granted, the defense stepped up. They showed me some positive signs. I, I think it was really good to see Bowman back. I just think his presence provides some sense of stability. Um, and well, let me shut up. So, man, I think the defense is in a position where they've probably gotten a little bit more of their mojo back and are getting healthy and have a couple of guys who are ascending. Uh, pretty cool to have Rory on today and, and see White stepping up and becoming a bigger uh, part of the defense. And I would even say the playmaker the last couple of weeks on defense. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't know what I'm going to pick yet when we do scores at the end, but I'm thinking better than I felt last week and we'll see Roy Lee might, Roy Lee might impact my decision. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pass it to broski. Roy, how you feeling about this game Saturday? Um, I honestly feel when OU hit their skid, I started questioning like, man, Dylan isn't what I thought he was right. To be honest, that's just, that's how I felt. Yep. But then when we didn't have him, I was like, <laughs> shit, I think we need Dylan. Like, well, I, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, you know what I mean? And then, you know, Dylan comes back from his injury and he adds a spark to the team. And they were moving the ball. And I was like, I think he probably needed that break. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then and with defense, it was like us in 99. Like, 
They're young. They're trying to figure it out. It may be complex, but I promise you, if you meet that complexity with uh, eagerness to learn, you're going to fucking shine if you do it, but you have to do it. You have to take the challenge. Are you taking the extra steps to be that guy? Are you taking the extra steps with film preparation? Are you doing are you doing the bare minimum or are you doing more? And you can tell there was, and, and we showed flashes back in the earlier years when I played of greatness. And they they have shown flashes. And I'm not talking about the the no-name teams that they played at the beginning of the season. I'm talking about like last week. You know, that that interception by Stepman. I mean, you can see that he actively was looking for that, you know, that dig route behind him and he and he got under and he intercepted it. Yeah. Like before, you know, they weren't looking. They were just trying to feel like, I hope I'm in the right area. No, take a peek. You know what I mean? They're doing they're doing the, the proper steps. So I'm encouraged by that. You know, and it seemed like they're they're playing with a joy um that hasn't been there since the beginning of the season. Mm. You know. And so I, I feel that they're they're trending in the right direction. Yes, you it's just success. You have to keep building on success. And I feel that they're moving in the right direction. So um I'm always I'm gonna always ride with my guys, but I understand Damien's frustration like that. Yeah, they gotta win another one to prove it to me. But you know, I'm optimistic. I want them to win, but I'm a realist too. Um I, I feel that it's not gonna be easy. I mean, Baylor's not the Baylor's of the two thousands when we beat them. <laughs> 56 to seven, they're, they're not, they're not that Baylor anymore. So, I mean, they're, they're good. So you got to give them their respect, but I mean, they're beatable. And I feel that, oh, you can handle their business. If they take the proper steps, just handle their stuff. DMAC, I want to ask you about the uh, offensive line in this game. Baylor's going to pose some challenges up front a little bit. Um, they also have some some bigger, speedier guys in their in their secondary. Although they are young, uh, I did the preview with uh, Brian Etheridge of Sikkim three sixty five, and he said Baylor's philosophy for recruiting secondary guys, and then also for the guys up front is they're they're looking for for big bodies um, who 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 are fast and guys they can coach up. That that's Dave Aranda's philosophy at LSU. He could go get a few different guys, maybe of that more upper echelon at Baylor. It's a little bit different. Uh, what are you thinking about OU's offensive line in terms of this matchup against uh, a little bit more talented defense, especially across the front, I would argue, uh, yep. than Iowa State? Uh, what are you thinking about that matchup? Yeah, they're going to present a couple problems for us, similar to what Texas did in the guard center guard area. We, we, we've been lucky the last two weeks to you know, playing a KU and then playing an ISU teams where they 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 understand the formula of what it takes to become a more competitive team, right? You got to get an edge guy, you got to get a quarterback mobile and can beat you with his legs and his arm. But they those two teams don't have a, a zero to a three tech who can just whoop your ass. Well, Baylor has a couple of dudes um, on that front line internally. And and man, you go back and watch the Texas film. I made the mistake, Barry, of going back and watching that Texas film. And I said to myself, what in the H was I thinking? Because you watched their guard center guard. They whooped us. Well, Baylor as a kid, their number one guy for sacks 
is a kid by the name of Gabe Hall. He's 6'6", 296. He's a D tackle. He's not a D end. <clears throat> and my concern or what I will be watching very early on in the game is how we address and handle him. Because go back and watch the Texas game. Although a lot of stuff happened, you know, we talked about it. Ton of window dressing, ton of pre-snap motion, a ton of, right? They did a lot of things right. You know what they did most? They kicked our ass guard center guard i mean it wasn't even close it was big bro little bro right it was jv against the varsity and and we've made some adjustments i like congo out left tackle or left guard excuse me i like him there i do and i'm a, I, you know i'm gonna be you know cross my fingers to, to say hey man make me look good one more week because he's been making me look good the last two weeks um and i'm expecting rain man you gotta you gotta step up and 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 be what people said you'd be. He is what Roy talked about uh, on the other episode in terms of hard-nosed, blue-collar country Oklahoma boys. That's rain, or that's what we thought we were getting. It's time for you to start showing that and, and being that presence on offense. Very. If we can't stop their outside zone on defense, we're in trouble. If we can't run our inside zone RPO concept on offense, we're also in trouble. And so it'll be it'll be good to see, you know, we're going to run some whams with pulling a tackle, pulling, pulling a tight end. Um, but it's it's that general. Can our guards get on their tackles, climb to the middle backer and, and either hand off or read them and, and read the overhang and, and hit the, the, the open area? If we can't run that fast of our offense, we're going to have to have a, our, um, a pivot. And we haven't shown this year that having to have a pivot has worked for us. So. Their D-line, in, in my opinion, um, their defense as a whole is physical. It's gonna be it's gonna be a TCU level of physicality that we need to be prepared for. That's just how they play with that edge. Aranda and those guys that, that he brought that from LSU, but on the D-line specifically, and our offensive line matching their nuts. Are we gonna have the guts, the guile, right? To to actually say, man, I'm a beacho, you know what I'm saying, on this pay and move you you know, that way versus them playing our backfield. So it's it's probably, in my opinion, the biggest uh, chess piece that's going to be on the board tomorrow. Roy, in this game, Baylor's going to be <laughs> presenting some so some guys at receiver. They've, they've got a little bit of everything. They got Baldwin who can take the top off. You know, Gavin Holmes is sort of their their every day, uh, every down receiver, just getting uh, you know possession catches, moving the chains. Uh, then they got a, a big body name escapes me six three, um, and then they've also got a, a run game that'll that'll hit you in the mouth a little bit. Um, your perspective going into this as a defensive player, uh, specifically in the secondary. Uh, looks like Billy Bowman may get a few more snaps in this one. Obviously, Woody has had been on the uptick a little bit. Uh, what's your mindset in going into a game like this against a Baylor? It's backyard football, man. It's it's. I don't care if you have six seven, six five, whatever <laughs> receiver. I mean, seriously, it doesn't matter about the the height of the receivers. Yes, it's a it's an added bonus, but I just I just think back. We had Derek Strait. Derek Strait was probably like five seven, five eight, maybe five ten. I don't know, but wow, D Strait's gonna, gonna be that's my home. That's my boy. He's gonna be, home, that's my boy. <laughs> he gonna be hey, hey, just standing, standing, well, whatever. I don't, I don't know heights. You know what I mean? But he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't six six five. 
but he plays. He played like he was six five. That's fact. You know, and and it's and that's only that's I was saying that to say that. But our you know uh, Washington uh, Billy Bowman, Keith Lawrence, these guys are just going to have to step up. Like it's when I watch the game, I I look for effort. Mm. I don't care about anything. Effort, technique. Yeah. That's you can judge. You can judge how a game is going to go by a player's effort and their technique. Everything else, I mean, it matters, but it it, it really doesn't matter because if if I have effort and I have technique, I'm going to take that all day. And that goes back to being a blue collar worker. They got effort, and they got the technique, and they have no quit, and they have that drive. They make make no excuses. By, by any means necessary, whatever the job and task is that's at hand, they're going to complete it by all means necessary. And that's what I mean. So, yes, Baylor has some 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 advantages at receiver because they have taller guys. So what? You're going to play down in your competition and play above it. We're going to play above it. So they throw the ball up there. You got to compete. So be it. Guess what? If he jumps higher than you, don't jump. Push his, push his feet up underneath him, flip him on his head. Fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how you play football. You know what I mean? That's just that's just football one-on-one. Somebody taller than you, you know, he can, you know he can out-jump you. All right, cool. Let him, have, let him have it. Flip him one time. Hope he lands on his head. Bye. Let's go. Next player up. Wow. Your, your ass is done. If you, want, if you really want to know the psyche of a player like me, that's what I'm thinking. That's how I play. Like, I'm not dirty. It's just that's how I play. I ain't playing around. I play for keeps, you know, and those, that's how the guys need to take every game. And, yes, they may be maybe – here's the deal. Yes, we may be at a disadvantage on the um, on the D-line because they're, they got bigger D-line. Dude, that doesn't matter. If you play with technique, you play with some grit, you play with uh, pad level, you shoot your hands – if you play fundamentally sound football, I know I'm not worried about strength because Smitty got you right. So it's literally on you to mess this up. That's it. Like we played against bigger teams than our than us when we played, but we play with technique, play with some grit, and we just had some dogs that said, "I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bend over for these guys." Neither should. <clears throat> Dmac, so. uh, in uh, l- l- last week, special teams that they played a crucial role in this one. Do you think this is uh, this has got the feel? You know, special teams always important, but you know, field goals were at a premium um, against Iowa State. Is this a game where you think it's going to be uh, more that you've got to score some touchdowns in those kind of questionable situations, or do you think OU should again play it conservatively? You know, uh, that's a good question, B, and, and I change my stance just a tad. I think the answer goes because last week I would have said, hell yes, Can, KU scores 42 on us. You know what I'm saying? So, hell yes. We have four consecutive 40-point 40, 40 games consecutively scored, and then we hold them to thir- uh, Iowa State to 13. Caveat, Iowa State's the worst offense in the Big 12. But we get to put that on our resume. 
So if I'm Coach V, and, and, and it's interesting, right? He he about played the game about the way I said. I said early on, if we got a chance to take the points, you take the points. There are a couple of situations where we were like, oh, they could go for it. He took the points, and I think that really helped. I think he plays it a little more aggressive Saturday, but he knows his defense has a little more um, gumption now. They got a little more swag now, you know what I'm saying? A little swagger. They had a good game. So if we're in a situation and it doesn't feel like it's going to turn into a basketball match where it might be 50, 70, 80, whatever, you know, just a ton of points, he might take the kick again. I think early on, if we're ahead or even, he takes a kick. The moment I think we get into a position where he feels like the defense is losing confidence. And I say this with a, I say this with confidence because coach said it against K-State and it resonated with me. He said during that game, he saw guys go against the technique they've done correctly since fall camp and resort back to what he felt like was ghosts of the years prior. Do you remember? I mean, not verbatim, but do you remember that quote? He essentially said, yeah. guys, stop doing their basic technique, essentially, right? Yeah. And you hear Roy talk about tech and, and, and some grit. And, and I, you know, again, Roy sounds like an echo of me. Everybody who's talked about our team and how we played the game says it the same way. Our guys on Saturday are going to be front and center, and they're going to they're gonna let the Sooner Nation know. Like, you know, it's funny. I hear Roy, and he talks about Dylan, and I'm like, man, that sounds like how I felt about Dylan. And, of course, he, he leaves. We're like, shit, we really missed him, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally verbatim. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the defense responds to a little success. Are they going to come out and just play with their hair on fire? Like, like Roy said, are they going to come out and just be like, I don't give a damn if Buddy's taller, faster, whatever. I'm going to do my job. And when somebody's in my area, I'm going to knock their ass on their back. And you know what I'm saying? I'm going to play with a certain level of physicality. And I'm going to play with a certain level of team effort. If they do that, and I feel like if Coach V senses that, special teams will be more about uh, punt protection and making sure when we have to punt the ball away, we, we give ourselves good field position. If the defense is playing with a mental psyche of a, a JV football player and they resort back to some of the things we've seen the last decade, then I think he's more aggressive. And if the opportunity presents itself to chase TDs, he, he's a little more risky and chases these. So I reserve judgment for the first couple possessions to see how they show up Saturday morning. Roy, I, I want to circle back to the defense with you. And uh, th this is a little more, you know, positionally and uh, and scheme wise. Um, everybody talks about how you know difficult you know Coach Venable's scheme is, and obviously it's first year of installation. You know they had a spring, a fall. You know they've been able to get a lot in, and now you're deep, deep into the season. There were still a few mistakes against Kansas. You know fewer against Iowa State. Does that really come down to just players, you know, needing to prepare a little more for that specific game? Or is this just part of the, the linear process of, of learning uh, what Coach Venables wants to be able to do defensively and it's just cost of doing business? That's it's, it's kind of a hodgepodge of a little bit of everything. Hell, my last season, I still was, you know, lining up wrong. <laughs> like, just be honest. And and who applied to the university and the university designs? You know, one of the top couple of players that ever played, right? 
So hell, if I struggle, <laughs> damn well them kids are gonna be struggling. But here's the thing: it's like um, I think it's a mixture of everything. If you if you really apply yourself, it's, it's one of those. If you want something bad enough, you will do any and everything to obtain it and try to conquer. You know that that goal that's set out. And if the guys really apply themselves, um, um. I think they they will excel in this defense. It's not <clears throat> anything worth having is going to take a whole shitload of effort to conquer and be great out of it, right? And if it's if anything that comes to you is easy, it's not worth having. So put put some work into your craft and become who you want to become. And I feel that that defense they I feel they have the right signs of of doing the right things, of wanting to be great, but their actions need to back up their words. And I, I think they're they're on the path of doing that. But are they going to read their news clippings? Are they going to read their social media? Oh, you guys are back. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have that problem, but these kids have that problem now. So are they going to rise above that? Or are they going to fall back into being mediocre or below? mediocre is the is the question so i'm i'm interested to see because it's it's a game like are you strong enough mentally to not focus on you know the false hype false praise on you know elevating their game and so we'll see i'm 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 more interested in seeing how they respond to so um we'll see and i'm be on the sideline talking shit like nah dude you ain't that dude like come on let's go <laughs> Get your stuff together. So we'll see. D Mac, during the game, you know, we echoed it in the, the very beginning of this podcast. Uh your your good friend, uh Roy is is going to be honored, you know, for uh the fans that don't know who are listening to the preview. We've got an awesome interview uh that we we just did with Roy. It's gonna has just fantastic stuff in it. You are definitely going to want to listen. Uh but Dmac, what do you think um just the the legacy of of Roy is? <clears throat> I know one of the things I got from him is he's a humble guy who won't talk about himself. I want you uh to talk for him in this particular case. Uh what do you think his legacy is and you know and how it pertains to what OU is doing now with coach Venables being back and returning? Um how important uh, of a piece is he to the program? Yeah, man, Roy Lee. Uh, it's 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 always crazy, you know. I often say that's part of my life feels like a movie. There's just certain things happen that I'm just like I can't believe that was my life 20 years ago, you know, 50, 20, 25 years ago, and, and it starts in high school. Um, I I I, <laughs> I remember when Roy made the conscious decision, like if this, like I'm doing this. You know, like I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my game to the next level and like go be the best. Like I remember, and by the way, the conversation started in high school. We went from playing games and stuff with a ton of people to like our friends were doing other things. And Roy had went and worked out with this guy who was like Mackie, you gotta do, you gotta go run a mile and then do like high knees in place for five minutes. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, like, like we just started like doing workout trying to get better you know what i'm saying like we wanted to and so when roy gets to oklahoma and his arc from i mean roy was a big time recruit in that class he was definitely one of the gems of the class 
But I would say like Rocky Kalmus and uh, even Jay Hunt at that point was a top running back out of Oklahoma. Trent Smith, I think, was the highest recruited player in that class, believe it or not. I think it's Trent Smith who's the highest recruit. To see Roy go from my roommate who, gosh, you have no idea some of the dumb stuff we did as 18 and 19-year-olds, you know, to he was the best player in America, all positions, the year. Like he was the best player. And, and to turn into, um, you know, just like a representative of, of the university. I remember when Roy was in the league and people don't talk about this anymore. But like, I remember when, when you know, Roy talked about the locker room, our 98 locker room versus our 2001 locker room was probably as drastically different as our 2001 locker room is to the one today. If you understand what I'm saying, our 98 locker room was a joke. It was a joke. I couldn't, I, I you know, actually, I thought it was nice just because I didn't know any better. <laughs> it was better than my high school locker room. But relatively speaking, it was a joke. Our 2001 locker room after we won the national championship, in our opinion, was a, a Ferrari. But now the, the version that I just saw, you know, when I was in, in town on, in August is ridiculous. But Roy came back when the the facilities weren't what they are today and, and the money i imagine isn't what it was today and roy donated multiple six figures to create the new weight room that the guy you know i remember schmitty selling him i'm with roy we're not together and schmitty selling him on having the guys have a weight room right next to everything they could do to to do their training just for football kind of like isolation specialization like i remember roy cut the check he just cut the check it wasn't a big hoopla. He didn't put a lot of, you know, stuff on it. It was just like he cut the check. <laughs> I was with Roy for the infamous uh, locker room conversation. Who to this day, well, to this day, I still got to deal with people. I'm like, man, y'all soft. Like, shut up. Like, I literally have to say that to some of those guys because they genuinely were pissed off at the conversation that Roy had with them in that locker room. Uh, and Roy, you know, it's the 06 season, the, the, the year they took the name plates off the back of the jerseys. Roy and I are in town for whatever reason. I don't even know why we're in town. We're in town. Maybe I'm living in Norman and Roy isn't, you know, doing his thing and he comes to visit and we go to dinner. We would do that frequently. But Roy's like, hey, Matt, they want me to come into the locker room and talk to the team. So I'm thinking Roy is going to talk to the team. I'm chilling in the back, kind of talking to some of the guys that I know, like the, the, the equipment managers. I'm not even in the wet, the red room. I can hear Roy from where I am, dog cussing them out. Right. You say what he's saying, whatever. And what I appreciate is I'm listening to his message and his message was simply, yeah, because we had heard the rumors that they didn't like Schmitty. And we were like, you know, Roy was essentially saying, to be honest, we didn't either. We loved him, but he kicked our ass. Roy told a story of how Schmitty kicked his ass. So Roy's telling the team this. Right. And it was just interesting because I was living in Norman. Roy wasn't. They hated him and me for it. And I'm like. Excuse my candor, but like y'all are some hoes. Like he didn't talk no different to you guys than the culture and level of expectation that we had. And it, it made it clear to me, like, there it is. These guys don't want to take critique. These guys don't want to get coached hard. These guys are hearing at the time Roy's the best safety, one of the best safeties in the NFL, Pro Bowl caliber dude. He loves his university. And it was, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't something you could say in front of the cameras. But there were no cameras there. It was the team. It was the team and the strength coach and 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 the, and the coaches. And Roy was keeping it a dollar fifty. He was keeping it real with them, and they didn't like it. So I look at that side of Roy. I'm like, this dude still loves his program. 
Like he don't have to be here and keep it a buck with y'all. He could tell y'all some, you know, what I say, daffodils and rainbows. He could have gave them daffodils and rainbows. He gave them the raw. They didn't like it. To this day, I literally have texted me like six months ago, like that stew was messed up. Like, first of all, I didn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you texting me? I was <laughs> I was I, I was in the hallway when it started. I heard I think it was me and DT, Greg Tipter, one of those guys that I don't remember. We I poked my head in. I'm like, oh, okay, Roy banging. Roy's a guy who, I mean, listen, guys, Roy's born and raised in California. Roy and I grew up since first grade, second grade, second grade, second grade. Roy and I became friends. I haven't seen Roy in California since he graduated, probably a total of 45 days in the last 20 years. Roy lives in Oklahoma. Like wow. he still lives. It's not like he's Rocky. And I don't even think Rocky lives in Oklahoma. But, you know, it's not, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's not. It's not like. Roy grew up in Norman and came home like JT. Roy grew up in Cali and can afford to live in Cali. He lives in Oklahoma and has moved his family, a lot of them, to Oklahoma. So when you ask me uh, where Roy Lee represents, I assume in the next five, 10 years, there should be a bust of Roy Lee uh, in, 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 in the, you know, uh, somewhere in Heisman Park area where they just did the Selman Brothers, I think his impact has been that impactful from play on the field to, you know, something that we get kind of a the, uh, the short end of the stick on is a lot of our top guys went on to the NFL and had a cup of coffee or were just kind of guys. There hasn't been a ton of OU guys go on and CD is kind of carrying the torch now. Some of the younger guys are, you know, you, you got the the D lineman at at a, at a, What's my boy's name? Philip Phillips. Phillip, at, uh, Jordan Phillips. Yeah. yeah Jordan. Jordan. Right. A couple of guys are doing, but like Roy was Roy, Roy was the most popular selling non-quarterback jersey in the NFL. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So to be a guy who comes from where he came from, his arc as a retro freshman, I just tripped off the fact he's totally right. Like I was starting, I was the first person starting in the roommates, me, Roy, and Jay Hunt. That's a trip. That's crazy. Because Roy, you know, Roy was a freshman All-American, which tells you how he did once he got to start. He, he see, he he won't tell you this, Barry. Roy was a freshman All-American, so clearly something right. You know, and um, man, it just makes me proud. You know, it, it's it's really good to see. You know, I I I just happen to be along for the ride in in, in places and times where, you know, all we had was each other or just our neighborhood and and kind of the, the places we we went from. To see him today, if I text Roy, like, you know, I'll text Roy sometimes, like, Lee, what's what's going on? And, and, and he's dialed in. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Mac, I was just up there talking to the team last week. Like, what? Like, yeah, like, he's still vested. Well, I got to tell you, I didn't see the guys from the late 80s and 90s, the greats. I think Tony Casillas came once, and he all gave us bad vibes. I, I told you when I saw Bob. Boz would be on the sidelines, but Boz wasn't coaching us up, giving us the real. Boz was busting in my uh my hotel room the day before OU Texas, cussing us out drunk. <laughs> like that's legit what he did. Dre and I are asleep, and Boz busting our room. You better get there. At I mean, I'm like, okay, who was that? Dre was like, that was the Boz. Roy Lee's still around. Roy, and that's not a shade to anybody else. That's not that ain't me being biased to my buddy because you know what I'm saying you know we, we're we're friends and we come from the same place. It is what it is. You can't compete with his stats. You can't. You can't compete with his pet with, with his, what he did in the NFL. He played on terrible teams with terrible quarterbacks. I went to, I don't know, right, 30 games. I went to 30 Dallas Cowboy games 
Quincy, somebody from Georgia, Burner. Hutchinson, somebody from Stanford, trash. Trash. I mean, and, and not, not to hate on them, but like relative to he played on teams with bad offenses and was was, you know, I was like, hey, y'all, we're gonna score. I, I'll never forget they play uh they play a Philly in Philly. I think it's in Philly. I'm talking to Roy. I don't I didn't go to the game. I'm talking to Roy and I'm like, Lee, you know, you ain't had a TD in a minute. I said, You, you I, I think you're gonna score tonight. And you were like, What? I said, Boy, I think you're gonna score tonight. You said, like, I'm gonna go give me one. Pick six them first quarter. He same thing he used to do at OU. He acts like he's buzzing the flat and then he sinks right into the hole. Donovan McNabb throws a quick out. I think it is a speed out, something. Roy take that thing and, and is giggling. If you watch the go watch the play, he's giggling at McNabb on the way to the end zone. Like he's laughing. And so I'm like, he did the college thing, he did the pro thing. He gave back to the university. He still lives there. What does Roy mean to the program? I mean, you know, he's not a demigod, but gosh dang it, what more else can you do? Mm. Well, who else has done? Who else has done what he's done in the last fifty years for the program? I mean, maybe you know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know who can compare to what he has brought to the school from a player, a representative, and then even just a citizen of the state you know, last 20 years. So that speaks for itself. Um, don't kill the messenger. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know me, Barry, I'm not big on high praise. I don't just keep praise on people. That's just not how I'm built, but dang, you got, you got to call a spade a spade. And when, when it is what it is, it is what it is. So respect to you, Lee, you definitely, uh, and I love that school too. So it feels good for me to know there are some, you know, guys out there, who are being stewards to the to the school and the program? I love OU. OU, OU changed my life forever, mm-hmm. and uh, to see Lee, you know, leading from the front, uh, man, it means a lot. Mm. That's time. Well, Roy, well, yeah, go go ahead. Go well, ahead. Damn, thanks, D. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, I, I really don't like talking about myself because I just don't. I never do anything to get praise. I, I don't. That's just I'm just not bred that way. But I mean, as far as when I talk about my university. I, I do remember that. I thought it was inside the the team meeting room. The red room. Yeah, I was cussing because I was pissed. I, I truly was pissed. I was. I had a lot of different pressure because I, I want to say it was the year after they got beat in the national championship against LSU. And I remember watching that game and players were dancing on the sideline and we're losing. I'm, that To me, that frustrates me because it's like, dude, we're losing. You guys are over celebrating. We should have easily mopped up LSU. We had, by far, the, we had they had talent, but we had talent too, and I thought we could have easily won that game. Um, and then I, I hear, you know, I never knew what the hell compliance was, and then I hear that players are com- are telling on Schmitty to compliance, <laughs> and that just pisses me off. Like, that, like, so you were fight you snitching on your it's like if we're a family, you self snitching on your family to get trying to get somebody kicked out, like that's that's to me, that's that's treason, dude. Like that's some bullshit. Like you don't do that to your family. So I was very frustrated and pissed off. So yeah, I I was cussing. I, I truly was. And I you know what? I probably would be a little softer if I had to if I could rewind it, but no, I I speak from real emotion like i'm just i'm just me um i i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat how i talk because that's just who i am and however it comes out it's just how it comes out and how you 
how you receive it is just how you receive it. It is what it is. If it hurts your feelings, it hurts your feelings. If it doesn't, cool. And I don't, I mean, you if, if I'm going to be disrespectful to you, you know I'm going to be disrespectful to you and you're going to feel it. But I, I mean, it was just, I was speaking from just a former player and I was frustrated. Um, and um, DMAC, I'm so on board with what you said as far as, you know, in the statue out there um trust me, <laughs> trust me i might even gonna might even gonna lie I've, I've already started asking how does one get an opportunity to get a statue out there um because i'm i really would love to have a superman statue out in the stadium and there have been talks as far as doing like a ring of honor why doesn't the university of oklahoma have a ring of honor for all if we're so rich in history why why don't we yeah. have a ring of honor why don't we have names hanging inside of our stadium instead of you know the little ceramic stuff that they put on the little pillars out underneath the stadium i mean that's cool and all but let's let's if we're going to be a sec school we got to start doing stuff first class and that's not first class to me I mean, it was cool back in the day, but now we got to step our game up a little bit. Um, and so, um, I'm I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to this Saturday. And I'm I'm because I truly do love my university. I I, I do. Like, I mean, I'm a I'm I've donated twice. I've already made a pledge to them. Whenever I sell my company, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, a going to do another donation which is going to be it's going to be a, a nice one <laughs> just say that it's not gonna, <laughs> some zeros it's going to have some zeros it's on not it. going to be as nice as um you know other people's but it's from me it's a player you know giving back and i mean i i take pride in the fact that i know that schmitty called me and out of a drop of a dime i was i was when schmitty called me and I know how hard it is for Smitty to pick up the phone and ask for something. I knew I was going to do something, whatever he wanted. And then two, I took pride in the fact that I don't know of any other student athlete, African-American wise from the university has given money back to the school. So I took pride mm. in that. And I, and when I was in school, I always wondered who these people are with their names on our university. And then I tied that to being successful. <clears throat> so I had an opportunity to one, get back to my university, two, get my name on this university. And three, now my name is amongst the people that I considered are successful at this university and around the community. And that's what drove me to want to do that. And this is, I'm, I got the Ray Williams, Ray Williams Speed and Strength Conditioning, whatever. I don't remember all the names. Then I have the Ray Williams National Awards winner wall in the Barry Switcher Center. I've already mm. done it twice and I got another one. I'm going to do another one soon. But <clears throat> I take pride in it. I want, so I, and you get to mention this one, though, Damien. What's up? I have always been about my university. So in 2001, when I was getting drafted, they only allowed like two or three players go to New York for the draft. So <clears throat> talked with Coach Bob, and he was like, 
um, what are you going to do for your draft? And I was like, oh, no, I may just do it at, remember our, that Section 8 housing we were living in? <laughs> <laughs> Chill, bro. Why you got to tell everybody? <laughs> so hey, it was we're a in, it was no, it, it, dude, it was <laughs> so dope. Maybe have some little critters running around, but it's hella dope. <laughs> but so uh, I said, I was, we're going to have the watch party there. And coach was like, well, if you don't mind, you know, we can host it up here at the Barry Switzer Center. Yeah, and we can have, you know, um, maybe if you're okay with, we can have some recruits. I said, most definitely, coach. Anything that helps the university, I'm down. I have never said no to anything Coach Bob Stoops asked me to do. Coach Jerry Smith, any of the coaches. Hell, coaches now, they ask me, I, I can't even say all this stuff, but they ask me to do something down, you know, because I want I want my, or I mean, I want my school to always be moving forward. So when we did the, when we did the draft party, <clears throat> I had my family there, DMAC had our boys from Cali there. And then on the outskirts, you see different little people. We have recruits in there. And I think damn near all the recruits that were in there all committed to OU because of um, me getting drafted first round, eighth pick overall, and they got to be a part of that experience. Mm. But that helped that helped the university. Like at every at every drop of a dime, I was always there to try to help with the university. That's all. That's the only thing I care about. I mean, <clears throat> people may look at me crazy. Like, why you got so much love for the university? Because people don't understand how that university has welcomed me with open arms. It was a little rocky at first, <laughs> I would say. But hey, this university allowed me to do so much on my football field and as well as in class and let me come back and get my degree. And all. I actually not let me, but helped me get back into school and get my degree. And I got my degree, got my O-ring. Like, I mean, <clears throat> and to go back to school as a, I'm, I'm a business owner and I'm walking the, walking the Dell Hall, I had lecture. Then I had to go to <laughs> Sarkis. I had to go to Sarkis for my lab, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And to be able to walk, and I had to pay for some of my schooling just but I had so much more of an appreciation being a student. I was just, I, I mean, I loved every moment. I couldn't, I looked forward to driving to school because it's like, you know, I'm already in my profession, but I get to have the appreciation because I paid for this. And I understand, and I actually have to use my real money to pay. Mm. And it meant so much more going back in the whole experience. And <clears throat> having group projects and then how to go like on like a field trip and I'm bringing coolers and, you know, college students, they don't <laughs> have much. So I'm bringing coolers of drinks, not alcohol. I don't drink, but bringing like cooler and Gatorades and sodas and candies and bags of candy. I mean, like we, it was amazing. I had a ball, you know, and the kids were like, and I gave them everything to put back on the bus and when they drove back and it's just like, just making those memories. Like, oh man, do you remember when we had lab and we went on the, the trip to the Wichita mountains with Roy and he did all this stuff. I mean, it's just, they can hold on to that forever. And hell, even at my graduation, like I know I'm writing, sorry, but even after graduation, I had signed photos. I probably signed about 150 photos. And I said, we did it. Congrats, Roy Williams. I signed like a hundred of them and everybody 
in the rows. I just passed them out until they ran out. I even gave some to the um, to the professors um, that were handing out the diplomas. And it's just like leaving memories. Like, dude, people might have, they might have thrown it away, whatever may happen to it. But people that get to keep it, dude, I graduated with Roy Williams mm-hmm. and he signed a picture for us. Like, how is that not memorable? You know wow. what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> I love my university. To say the I least. love it. I love it. Well, guys, let's uh, get a get a pick for this week's game. I know Roy's going to be there. DMAC, r- real quick, how you see this thing going? I'm going last. I'm going last, bro. Ooh, okay. I'm going cool. last. Man, I'm going to go last today. I, I, wanna hear what you, I need you guys to sell me. I need you guys to sell me because I'm on the fence and I have never <laughs> picked against the Sooners. So I'm waiting to hear you guys' dialogue before well, I pick mine. Well, I'm not going to pick against them. Um, <laughs> I'm optimistically hoping that they just win the game. I don't care what the score is. I just want them to get a W. And I just I just hope that their effort and um I hope the Twitter fingers backs up their play as far as wanting to do better and get better each and every week. So let's just see if that happens. Love so it. OU by whatever they win by. <laughs> Let's go. Mac, I'm going 30-27. I am going to take the Sooners. Wow. You're taking Sooners. They're going to have to get I think field goals are going to be another piece. So, okay. What do you think? Okay. So, so none of you guys gave me any that neither of you gave me confidence just that I was hoping <laughs> you were going to break some things down and make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to pick against my boys. I uh Man, I, I look at this game, and like I said, I think the biggest the biggest predetermining factor is going to be they're, they're going to run and run their outside zone, and they're going to run and run their RPO stuff off of it, and they're good at it. And I it concerns me because on the edges, we are soft. It, um, I look for White to have a big game. He's going to have to he's going to have to leverage some of this conversation and have some Roy Lee juices and, and really kill the corner, kill the edge. And 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 clean up shop for his guys. We need Key Lawrence and B, Billy Bowman to fill in the in the alleys, the C gap, and really you know find those open lanes and and fill them. Um, and then I think on offense, you know, I, I'll be. I think they're going to want to take away Gray. They're going to want to take away the run game, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on uh, DG and those guys outside. Mims has to play like the Mims that can play on Sundays. Farouk has to just continue to – his season so reminds me of Mark's 2001 season, second half of the season. Second half of the season, Mark was kind of the best receiver on the team. And I, I, by the way, I love my bros, all of them. But MC kind of was ascending even then to like, dude, he you got to get him the ball. And I think Farouk is kind of showing us that. Um, I believe because we're playing at home, I believe because the defense is turning the corner and we're getting some guys back healthy – Believe it or not, Barry, Roy Lee, believe it or not, I think we win by more than a touchdown. I I honestly Ooh. believe we win this game. Uh, I'll even say 34. It's going to be 34-27, 34-24. That's, that's wow. what I believe. I'm going to give myself a three-point window. I just think on offense, we are going to make the plays to get the confidence the defense is going to need because the defense needs confidence. Those guys are, those guys have been beaten up for 14 years. Those guys need some evidence of, of success. And I think the offense does it. 
and those guys play probably their most complete game of the year. I'm specifically, and we win 34, 24. I love it. Well, Roy, I want to thank you, uh, for, for hopping on today, man. Uh, and then Damien, as always, just such a pleasure. So cool to get to do the preview, do the interview with, uh, with, with you, Roy. It was, it was fantastic stuff. Um, guys, make sure go leave us a rating and review everywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow the social media. Uh, go follow Roy. What was it, Roy Williams thirty one? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you can get Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Want to thank you guys again. Just amazing what this podcast has become, and uh, we we are truly humbled and and honored uh, for the opportunity we get to have. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Kill the league. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, no problem.